Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It is episode 71, and yes, we have plenty and plenty to talk about. We'll be breaking down America's two-leg match against Cruz Azul and the Clásico Joven. We'll talk about the upcoming match with America and Leon and all the drama that has just unfolded within the past 24 hours, even less than 24 hours, actually. And uh, we got a little bit of L3 news as well, breaking down the Gold Cup preliminary roster. So we got plenty and plenty to talk about. But before I get any further into the episode, as always, let me introduce my co-host, Mr. Christian Rosendo and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dan Dillon. How are you guys all doing? Pretty swell. Um, yeah, I'm pretty good right now. Oh, okay. I guess I'm looking forward to what's to come for the summer. For what's to come in the summer, elaborate. Everything. Are that we, are we, are we meeting up? Is that why? Is that what you're, uh, is that what you're excited doing? Yes. There you go. Yeah. Actually, I will be making my way down to uh, Dallas, Texas within, what, two weeks, three weeks from now? I think so. So that's exciting. The The co-host and the host will meet for the first time. But uh, we got plenty to talk about besides our own personal lives here. We got America to break down for about a whole hour that we'll be talking about Las Aguilas. And, well, let's face it. Let's call it for what it is, a terrible, terrible showcasing what was displayed in both Thursday's and Sunday's leg match against uh, Cruz Azul. So, gentlemen, I know we, we had somewhat of a of a heated debate over text message when uh, when when the game was over. And also, uh, leading up to Sunday's game, we had kind of an idea of what we had uh, America playing as or what we wanted, to, wanted them to do. And, uh, well, let's be honest, none of our predictions came true whatsoever. So let's uh, let's 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 talk about exactly what went wrong and the little things that America did right in the first game. So we'll break down Thursday's match, talk about Sunday's terrible performance, and why America is even lucky to be in in a in a semifinal. And then we'll break down and preview the upcoming game against Leon, in which yes, a lot has spilled over onto Twitter and other media platforms because the game was scheduled to be played tomorrow, but unfortunately due to weather conditions, uh, more like air pollution in Mexico City, have uh, have made it so that this game has been play, is going to be played on Thursday. So, uh, gentlemen, let's get started. Uh, let's, get, let's get going with America's first game against Cruz Azul in the Clásico Joven in the Liguilla. Thursday night at the Estadio Azteca, of course, we were, quote-unquote, the home team in that matchup. And, well, let's talk about the let's talk about the first opening minutes. Oh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think America looked Woo. that good. I think Cruz Azul came out. They came to play. And the only reason Cruz Azul didn't uh, continue to match that type of play was, I think, is because they saw a player like Orbelín Pineda come out injured. And that really kind of diminished their, their confidence. And I think America just took advantage after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, uh, literally from the minute the, the whistle blew, they came out guns blazing, and literally in the first 40 seconds, they had uh, a clear shot at uh, at uh, putting one on the board. But thankfully, we had the goat Marchesin in net to prevent that from happening, and a little bit of controversy afterwards. But you know, I don't know if you want to get into that. No, because I, I, I 
it could get, it could have been both ways. I think Manchester did enough to get the ball first, and then the player comes crashing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, right away you felt Dominicas was unnervy. And, yeah, and and, it, and and you didn't see this team completely the way you wanted to. Dylan, what, what was your takes in the first opening minutes? Because I think you see you. You'd have to at least agree in the fact that America again starts this game very lackluster, and maybe to a bit of good fortune on 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 their behalf, find themselves a Cruz Azul who maybe lack confidence after seeing Orbelín Pineda come out injured. No, I don't. I don't. Um, I mean, yeah, you're you're right. You know, the way Cruz Azul came out and started to play, you know, those opening minutes, you know, that's something that we've always talked about and wanting America to come out and do. And obviously, it was the opposite. It was Cruz Azul. They came out and took the game to us, and we were on the ropes. And obviously, like you said, the opening minutes on the ropes, very bad. You know, we were about to fall over off the ring. Um, which, you know, um, other, other than that uh, over-lean injury, you know, I, I, I figured, like, once we get into it more, I'll, I'll kind of explain to another uh, mentality factor that kind of played into Cruz um, uh, a, a slow, slow, you know, starting to get away from the game. And, you know, they just slowly lost it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Um, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about America's mistakes. Definitely come come the Sunday game, but I, you know, I want to focus just a little bit on on what America did good. I think after the injury, America notices that Cruz Azul is impressing. I think America realizes that they have the ball more and they start moving it around. Not not very well, but they do start gaining a little bit more possession. You know, I'm I'm looking at the stats of that first game, and America had a total of 11 shots in comparison to Cruz Azul's 12. Although, America had four shots on target, Grizzle only had two. So, I mean, in that department, I mean, at least we, we, we looked a little bit better. But possession-wise, Grizzle just was a little bit better than America, 57% for them, 43 for us. They definitely passed the ball a lot more with 383 passes in comparison to our 289. Um, and, you know, I, I, I can get a little bit more nitty-gritty with it, but, I mean... Up to that first goal, you know, where where America finds themselves against the ropes after that uh, PK, mm-hmm. it was kind of worrisome to see that I didn't. I had a feeling that maybe this team was not going to react, you know. And quite quite fortunately, I want to say that that own goal comes a bit lucky for us. Uh yeah, you can say lucky because it was an own goal. I mean, what own goal isn't lucky, in my opinion. But I, I think you said it perfectly. When when the penalty was converted by uh by Caraglio, in my mind I was like, "Wow, is this going to be the one? Are we really not going to be able to you know get past this round and defeat Cruz Azul?" But like you said though, I think that own goal literally changes everything for us. It, but in this game only though, not in the second leg, because that's a whole different story. But in this game, that own goal literally changed the whole uh, outcome of the of the entire game. Yeah. It, it, it definitely sprung America back to life, and, and it started showcasing America for the best things possible. Now, let's talk about that own that uh, not that own goal, that penalty that uh, Cruzul was awarded. I mm-hmm. think it's a big um, it's a big impact on 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 the game itself and on the player that commits the penalty, uh, George Sanchez. I think yeah. I think that action alone plagues him for the rest of the series in regards to the second leg as well, because he had a terrible night on Sunday. Uh, one of his most, uh, you know, poor nights in an America jersey in quite some time. So let's talk about it. So he, the ball gets whipped in. 
it looks like it's already going past everyone's head. George Sanchez tries to go for it, knows that he's not going to get there, and puts his arm out and extends it to the point where it makes contact. It's a penalty. There was a lot of doubts, and there was a lot of doubts. I think it wasn't until, like, maybe, what, the second half that we were completely sure that it was a penalty. Yeah. Um, But, I mean... What's your guys' take on George Sanchez doing such, let's call it for what it is, such a stupid, stupid way to, to challenge the ball? For me, it's surprising. I thought it was surprising that a player of, you know, such so such young and composed as we've seen him throughout the season commits something like that in Ligia. I mean, he's been in Ligia before. He's been tested before in, these, uh, in this stage. So it was surprising to me for him to actually commit uh, such a stupid, you know, mistake. Dylan, what's your take on this? Because I know you, 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 you know, you call me out for having a vendetta against George Sanchez, but it's these little nitpicky moments that I've, I've always questioned about him and always had little things against him. Well, you know, is, is there a way to defend him, or, or, or what was your take on it? Look, you know, I even said it, you know, after, after the game to y'all, uh, to some extent, to some extent, because I'm, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with nobody here. It, it is a stupid mistake, and it's something that he should he should should have known. He's been in this position for, but to some extent, to some extent, I will somewhat defend him because at the end of the day, uh, you know, it's, it's just you got to be more careful when you jump because I mean, if if I'm gonna be if I'm gonna be completely honest here, it's just it's more ball watching than anything, which is which is more dumb. I feel like he didn't know where his player was on the backside. But at the end of the day, I feel like if he wouldn't have jumped and say said player got to it, then everybody would have complained, why didn't he jump? So, I mean, at the end of the day, I do get it. You know, I'm not dis- I'm not disagreeing with anybody here or anybody in the chat that it was a stupid mistake. You know, what was he thinking? But, you know, at the end of the day, if, if he wouldn't have jumped and something else came about it, then I feel like we would have still been having this discussion. So it's just, it's just you know, you see, you see athletes jump. They use their arms a lot, and it's just a, it's just a bad way of how he used his arms to jump in the air to try to challenge for this ball. But to some extent, I do get it, but I don't necessarily defend him all the way. Okay, okay, and we'll, we'll come back to George Sanchez too because I think he just could not handle that left hand side on Sunday. But like I said, we'll get back to him in just a little bit. Uh, let's move. Let's let's progress into the match so we don't delay kind of this any any further because I think a lot of people want to start talking about the long game as well. Um, you, you move forward, like we said, pretty lucky to get that own goal. Uh, but great work by Bruno Valdez to jump as high as he did and, and to knock the ball into the right direction. Um, and then after that, I think, like I mentioned, you see America come out and play a better game. They move the ball around. They have a better possession. They, they kind of knock Cruz Azul kind of off their horse. I think Cruz Azul was riding high after that uh, penalty. They, they, they kind of were like, you know, on cloud nine. And then for America to come back so quickly and equalize, because I think there's only, what, a – yeah, there's, there's six minutes that separate each goal, you know. So for America to to, to respond in, in such a quick manner, I think Cruzul kind of is a bit baffled by it. And then from then on, uh, doesn't really know how to cope with it. And then from there, America builds on it. And I think the most important part, I think what, what set this game apart for America was that late goal that Roger Martinez scores and to, to make it 2-1 before the half. Right. I just want to track back a little bit uh, when, when we scored, well, when they scored the own goal. Um, 
Bro, I remember the last podcast we made, well, I made, this whole concept of the mental game and how it was going to play into, you know, this series, especially with th- these two teams. I think we're all in agreement that before that own goal happened, Cruz Azul was the much better team. Or Do we all agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So when the own goal happens, it's 1-1. And now in the back of their mind, they're saying, oh, my God, is this really about to happen again? Are we not going to be able to beat them again? Honestly, I think that own goal really messed with their mental, you know, yeah. mentality of the game. And that is also a big, big reason why America started playing the way they did. Because they kind of knew that Brazil players were going to be like kind of worried and, you know, paranoid about the outcome because, you know, they've been in this position before and all the memes and everything that's about to happen to them if they lose this game. So honestly, the the, the mental game and in, in specifically in this first leg played a, played a huge part in my opinion. And it all started with that own goal. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree with you. And um and even even more so when Roger scored a goal before halftime. Like that's the worst time to concede a goal is you know before halftime. Yeah, and that's exactly what, what my point was going at is that you know, once America scores that, I think you see Cruz Azul isn't able to kind of jump back into it and get back into the game. You know, they had maybe an opportunity here or there. You know, they were creating, but nothing really concrete. And America as well, you know. Uh, I think we said – no, I think you said it, Christian, uh, that one of the players that needed to have their best game was definitely going to be Renato Ibarra. Mm -hmm. And I think for the first leg was completely dominant. Had completely all over the place. You yeah. saw what his speed, what he was capable of doing when whenever he got space, and even mm-hmm. in tight areas, he was able to create something out of nothing at times. Yeah. So I think there were some players that definitely shined uh, bright within the first match, and then there was definitely, I think, the whole squad let us down in the second game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, hundred percent agree. Alrighty. Well, um, so then, yeah. So, so we get that second goal before the end of the second half. How do you guys feel going into into it? Uh, you know, halftime. Halftime is here. How do you guys approach this game? Or how do you guys feel about it? We need more goals. Yeah, we have them on the ropes. This is the time to you know kind of unleash everything. And I honestly thought we could have probably end this game either four one or five one. Yeah, I, I see it the same way too. I mean, I mean, you because like. Cause like like we stated in the beginning, you know, Cruzazo brought the game to you. They turned the things got turned around. The tables got turned, especially with with the um, with the that own goal that we were talking about. Because that own goal really played that factor in the game, like Christian was, Christian was saying, and especially the Rogers goal right before halftime. You know that that was it. Like they they were on the ropes. You know we turned it we turned it right back on the round. I mean you had to keep going. You had to go go go. I mean there's no there's no excuse really. I mean, you had to just keep going. And I agree. And and I think that's something I talked about is that, look, you have the first leg kind of to your advantage, even though I guess technically in both games you're at home, you're not really traveling. At at what point do you need to realize that a, a substantial goal margin is important? And I think this is something America didn't realize because, look, you get your third goal in the 74th minute of the match. So, you know, from that's what that's. 45 minus 70. So that's almost 30 minutes I have passed by 
mm-hmm. in total, and you and you barely were able to put one back in the back of the net. And right. this is not to say that Cruz Azul were defending amazingly. This is to say that you were not just taking your chances properly. There was times in which you were making the wrong pass. There was times where you're making wrong decisions. And even in the second game, in which the game was completely wide open for America to take this Cruz Azul side to the cleaners and completely dominate them on a counterattack, never worked because you weren't sufficient and you weren't executing your passes properly. And that is something that we have criticized time and time and time again, that America, the most simplest thing that we've asked for them to do and that everyone criticizes them for is the fact that their passing has just not been precise. I'm looking at this and and it, it just, it's just, it's baffling to say the least. That's kind of been like our our Achilles heel this whole season, you know, the the lack of creativity, and we you know we thought we found it when when Benedetti arrived, and unfortunately he isn't you know able to be with us in uh, in Ligia, but um. I was like, careful how you word that, because last time you made it sound like he was uh, <laughs> he was, <laughs> he was dead or something. <laughs> oh, he's not here due to injury. Okay, he's not. No, he hasn't passed. He's not here because due to injury. But you know, you we're really missing a player like that because honestly, when you slot there. And you, you put in that position, you know, a Roger Martinez or someone, you know, he's not gonna he's not gonna create those chances for you. You know, granted he had a, a fantastic first game. We all can agree uh on that, but you know, he went ghost in the second game. And you know, where where was that when we needed him? Um, you have Mateo Soribe, someone who has been underperforming this whole season, yet he's still starting. You know, he's not gonna provide uh that for you. And you know, it's very unlikely that he's gonna provide to uh, he's gonna provide that in the next leg against Leon. So, you know, it's kinda it's kinda worrisome that your only creative chances come comes from Renato Ibarra and when you pass to Ibarguin sometimes, because you never pass to Ibarguin either way. So you know you're never gonna get you're never gonna get anything out of him. Yeah, yeah but, uh, but, go go no, Dylan, go go go. No, but 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 still, like, like it's just so frustrating because on paper we have such a stacked team. Like, let's be honest, like we do. But it's just so frustrating to see this team underperform time and time again. Uh, it, it, uh, like it just it's just frustrating, man. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Like, why? Why? Why can't we get the Uribe that we had? two seasons ago why you know wh- why aren't people just being consistent like i understand like being consistent stuff like week in week out you know being consistent can be tough and i'm like damn man like why like you know like like what the hell like who needs to light a fire under you because it, it, it sure as hell ain't beautiful right now and that's yeah. the worrisome part right because it's something that we've it's something that we've at least uh have held Bioko kind of up to a standard of, of good lighting is the fact that he's able to round up his players. He's able to get the best out of them in situations in which he needs them to come out on top. And if we're looking at this and if we're assessing these two legs, I think Bioko has failed in this match and he is lucky. And this team is lucky to be moved into this next round. I mean, you said it lucky. Lucky is the key word here. Like how the hell, did we get here? Like I'm, I'm be dead honest. Be dead honest. If if no, if if you want to sit there and tell me this is how we got here, that's fine. I'll listen to you and I'll probably agree with you. But at the at the end of the day, after watching that first half, after two minutes into the second half, scoring that goal, I just told myself this might be it. I said we're gonna mess it up, and you know I don't know what's gonna happen after that. But damn, were we so freaking lucky? 
I mean, I don't even know if we're talking about the second leg because I can go on about the second leg. No, no, no. We're, we're not even there yet. I think you, you, you skipped that part. I'm no, and we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there because I, I, I do want to get to that point right now because this is, that's, the point, that's the part where we kind of have to, you know, gloss over and think how does this game come and affect the match coming up ahead on Thursday? Because let, let me tell you something. Leon is a completely different team than this Cruz Azul side, and Cruz Azul will – Cruz Azul, whilst you know, yes, they are a good aside. Le- Leon, I would, um, I would dare to say, is two times better than them. I wouldn't say two times better. They're good. They're not. They're not two times better. It's because they have something that both America and Cruz Azul don't have, which is and that's momentum. You can say that. That's momentum. They have momentum, and they have a good, good team mindset, and that's that's what's setting them apart. To be honest, that's that's literally what's setting them apart from America. I'm not even talking talent wise. I'm not even talking, uh, you know, you know, man for man. They're 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 much better than even Cruz Azul, let alone us. I'm saying that they have something that no team in the league has right now, and that's what's pushing them further. Which can also be their Achilles heel, and 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 we'll get to that once we get to the. Uh, uh, once we get to the to the preview part of that part of the show, but we'll we'll, we'll keep that in mind for when we get there. But to, to wrap up this first Cruz Azul game, you know, uh, America plays better. They should have had at least at, at least I want to say two more goals. And with two more goals, you would have killed the game off, and Cruz Azul would have had no reason to go out and try to attack you the way they attacked you in the second lane. Mm-hmm. You you left this game very wide open. Two goals, yeah. three one. I mean, you're talking about a two goal margin in which. Soccer is, is the most famous uh, uh, scoreline to be uh, to be most scared of because it's it's also one of the easiest ones to turn around in history. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And so America should at least at least we should have had one more goal to to, yeah. to settle the nerves. And they should have known that because you know in in Liga in Liga Mekis we have this rule where you know if you're tied on on away goals and everything everything is tied you know the team with the higher position you know moves on. So. You know they they needed to know that going into Sunday as well. So you know one more one more goal, and for us, then it would have been remotely impossible for them to come back. But you know we we couldn't do it. Um, I honestly like this game a lot. Actually, I think after the twentieth minute or after we scored the own goal, they scored the own goal. I don't think Cruz Azul appeared in the match, and I think that was good from us that we knew how to contain them. Um, but I think Ivan, you make a great point. You know they were missing. You know, I guess "quote unquote" their star player in Orbelin Pineda, and you know he comes in. Uh, he comes. He comes to be a factor in the second leg. Yeah, he he's he's te- he's literally the fuel to their to, you know to their attacking, to to their creativity, and and we'll talk about that right now because we're gonna get into the second leg of this match. I don't want to you know hinge hinge on this any further, but um, I will say this though, uh, something that you you talked about the Ibarguen situation, uh, we gotta play him a little bit more. The the, the the guy the guy can produce stuff. I'm not saying he's always gonna produce because there's times in which he I don't know what oh, he yeah. tries to do. No, 100%. And, and and doesn't work what? out. But I mean mm-hmm. look, Ibarwin alone made that Roger goal phenomenal. You know, the yes. the, the, the the second goal, not the, second, the the last goal in which he he literally fakes out four defenders and leaves a gap opening for him to pass into Roger, and then Roger of course slots it away. Yeah. But um I think yes, we we can't overwork Rando Ibarra because that's just an easy tactic. And look what happened in the second game. All they needed to do was put two to three players on him, and they shut down the attack. And I'm surprised that no one—I'm not even talking about Piojo—but no one on the pitch was able to change or 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 maneuver something differently. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because I thought you'd be smart enough if you're a professional and you get paid the money that you get paid that you'd be smart enough to say, okay. But but we've had this conversation. And the team the team team don't adapt. The team won't adapt most of the time. And that's always and, and, and that's gonna hinge us even further yeah, if we can continue yeah, to play it, like this. Exactly. And and it, and I know you say like, you know, it shouldn't be on Piojo, it should it should be on players, but the players won't do it, Piojo won't do it. And that's that's that's, that's the worrisome part. I would just imagine as a professional you'd be smart enough. And 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 especially someone in the midfield. That that's trying to orchestrate anything. The one kind of in charge of it, and granted, that was up to Mateo Suribe, who I don't think should even be starting in the next game, but we'll probably have to. It just I don't know, I don't know, but yeah, we 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 got to play our wingers, both of them, a little bit more with consistency, because um, I mean, Ibarwen can do some great things if if you give him the opportunity to, and when he gets the confidence, I mean, we see what he's capable of. We definitely oh, no. see what he's capable of. All I'm saying is, let's say you have 30, just let, let's say just the number 30. You give 25 to, to Renato, only five to Ibarguen. Ibarguen can only dribble past, you know, two or three, you know, or, or let's just say two. Ibarguen can only dribble past two out of the five that he's given. You know, obviously people are going to say that he looks bad because he couldn't convert much, but, you know, you're not giving him much to work with. Then again, on Renato Ibarra's side, you know, you give him, you give him 20, 25, and he converts, I don't know, 19 out of 25. That looks pretty good, you know? So you gotta give Ibarguen more, and then he'll he'll be able to pick up the confidence and produce more for you. Tom saying. So the game goes three one, and you feel good about it. Obviously, there's still things that you kind of wish didn't didn't go the way they did, and you expect America to get better at it. And then comes Sunday's matchup, and you you could tell right away what Cruzul's plan was. It was to high press, to go at America, force the mistake. And if it wasn't for the fact that Cruz Azul doesn't know how to put the ball in the back of the net, this game could have been completely different. No, it, should have been, it should have been different, no doubt. It's as it simple wasn't. as that. Yeah, but yeah, like, like you said, it wasn't. I mean, shoot, I mean, like Cruz Azul took like what, like like ten shots before they finally got one on target, though. And and you know what the worst part is, and I think that the, the part that frustrated me the most was the fact that you. There was no reaction from the players. There was exactly. no there was there was no sense of urgency. There was no sense there was there was a there was a lack of awareness at times from players from all over the pitch, from our own attackers to our own defenders. I'm looking at this. Second game, a total of 18 shots for Cruz Azul and a total of seven from us. Right? That's they, they outdid us in shots double. America had one shot on target, Cruz Azul the had first three. Half. No, no, this is no, no, in, in... No, 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 overall. But, but, yeah. but, but, but what I meant is, like, first half, like, we barely got one shot off. That shot exactly. wasn't even on target. We, we don't even string – we don't even string 100 passes, not even 100 attempts, 98 freaking attempts. And it's and, – and, and you – and this goes back to what I was saying in the second game, that the one thing that we, we could consistently tell that America was lacking was pass efficiency. In a total match in which you made 207 passes, right? 207 passes in comparison to what you made in the first game, which was 289. So that's about 80, 80 different passes that you're not making in this game. You you had a total of of 
passing accuracy. So you're telling me you barely got more than enough half half of those passes correct. And that is what's shocking. And yes, America played terrible. Yes, Cruz Azul had us on the pressure. Yes, Cruz Azul had an abundance of chances. But if America could string at least two, three passes for a stretch of the game, Cruz Azul would have not have had as many chances as they did. We didn't retain the ball. Every time we got the ball cleared, we gave it right back to them. There was times where Marchesin would clear the ball and no one, no one, would go and get it and pressure it. It was just Cruz Azul getting the ball and, okay, back to defending, back to defending. Okay, it's just at what point, at what point do you think this is going to work? Yes, Cruz Azul is eventually going to have to outtire themselves, outrun themselves, because you can't high press for the whole game. It's impossible. But it doesn't mean that just because you can defend means they're not going to score. The more chance you give them to come at you, the more likely they are to score. And America didn't process that or didn't get that through their heads. And then when they do score in the second half, you still don't see a reaction from America. You still don't see something better. The only reason America looks a little bit better in the second half is because Cruz Azul gets tired. And once Cruz Azul gets tired, America's like, okay, we can hold the ball now. We can control it. We can move it a little bit more because they're not pressing us as fast. Because let me tell you one thing, and if Leon is smart enough, they'll do this. The high press kills us so badly. And, and not because we just we don't know how to play against it. It's just because our players don't understand or have the mindset to say, okay, if you're going to high press me, then literally we got to play the one, two quick passes. Real simple, real fast. Don't overdo it. Don't try to do anything silly, tricky. Just play it out wide, run it down the line and, and do what you got to do. And don't wait for them to come at you. If you know that they're already going to come and the best part about it, when you're playing against a team that is high pressing, it is so easy to draw a foul. So easy to draw a foul. And if your game plan, if your game plan was to just completely waste time and, and run every minute down to the last second, then why was no one smart enough to get the ball, wait for the crash, wait for it, and get the foul? No one was able to do that. No one was smart enough to get that. It's, it's a high-press situation. The other team is coming at you full speed. Draw the foul. Draw the foul. Get, get the foul. Get on the floor. Kill the minutes. I'm not saying that's how America should play. And I'm not saying or justifying that America should ever play at this at, like that. But if you're going to be playing this game and, and if you're smart enough to be in this situation as a professional, know that if you're in the situation, be smart about it and draw the foul. And that's what I didn't see. I didn't see anything from America in the second half. I didn't see anything from America in the second like to showcase or demonstrate to me that we are worthy of a bicampeonato. The mindset wasn't there. The players wasn't there. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to go down here. Uh, okay, listen. I, everyone's probably going to get mad at me right now. I think America played a pretty good 45 minutes in that second leg. I'm not saying I'm not saying that you know. Well, let's just put it this way: America's up three-one, and any competition level you want to put Liga Mekis, Champions League, any competition level you want to put it at. When the team is ahead in the second leg, it is almost guaranteed that the winning team is gonna play defensively, and that's what that was my mindset going to the second leg. America will definitely play defensively. Yes. The only thing I didn't like is that they played defensively the whole 90 minutes. That's where I, I am in agreement with all of you guys, that America should have never played that defensive 90 minutes. 45 minutes, I'll allow, because at 45 minutes, it was still 0-0, and they still needed two more goals. So at that point, 
I thought if Herrera was smart enough, which clearly he's not, it's 0-0, they have 45 minutes to score two, and we can't score one. So let's just float open the gates now. Let's play our game for 45 minutes. Let's get at least one, and then, you know, they're, they're basically done to that. That's where I'm mad about. I'm not mad about playing defensive for 45 minutes because that's normally what a team should do. It's kind of, you know, take take a couple hits uh, here and there. And thankfully, we know how to defend, and Manchester is Manchester. So we, we protected the 0-0 scoreline at 45 minutes. So I'm okay with that. It was a bit cardiac, yes, because you know, they had a couple of chances here and there, but it, it was still 0-0. So I was fine. What I wasn't fine, though, it was, you know, the, the playing defensive for the next 45 minutes, and that, that's what really pissed me off. And, I, and that's where I wanted to see some reaction from the players, especially in the third minute of the second half when they scored and we saw no reaction. Now that's when I'm agreeing with all of you and everything you guys just said. But for the first 45 minutes, I think America played pretty decent. If America would have actually played good defensively, yeah, then I, I I wouldn't be I, I wouldn't be up in arms about it. If if we knew how to play the defensive game properly, then okay, I would have been okay with that. Forty five minutes of soaking up the pressure. But we did it. Trying though. to believe it on the counter. But we did it. Yes, and we survived. Luckily, that forty five minutes. But that luckily. was it, though, right? So now, but, in your but in our mindset, you know, now is the time. Okay, forty five minutes to go. Let's just let's play our game. Let's go out and attack. You know, we just need one. That's all we really need. One, and then they have to score three in 45 minutes, which, you know, seems really unlikely with the way, you know, things are going. Um, yeah, they might get one here. I doubt they'll get three, but, you know, you know, we get two. They need five. So, you know, let, let's go. Let's get attacked. But, you know, that's where, I guess, all the anger comes out in the second half when we want to see a goal or at least a reaction, and we just didn't get that. And I think that's where a lot of frustration comes from, in my opinion. I think you have to look at this game as a whole and frustration wise, it's America being lucky. And and that's the worst part. I hate I hate coming on here and saying, yeah, look, lucky America in the second half. Play. Lucky in the second half. Not the yeah. whole game. Not the whole game. Lucky the whole first half that we didn't concede. Yeah, because well, we were playing defensively. Yeah, so, yeah, we had to play yeah. defensive. Yes, we had, but we, that's not you, that's not properly that's playing the defensive game. Why, why can't we go out and get at least one freaking goal in the first half? You have all your players on your side of half of the pitch, Nico and Roger. Like, God dang, like, why can't we go out and get one at least? That probably wasn't the game plan. Okay, that if is, that's that's knowing, fine. That's, knowing, that's, okay. knowing, knowing Herrera, he was going to play defensive, yes or no? Any yes. play, any team that's up in the second leg plays defensive for at least the first 20 minutes to, just to get a couple blows out of there. Get their, get their you know, high pressure, high attack shots out of there. I'm I'm not I'm not questioning I'm not debating that I'm I'm not saying that was right or that was wrong I'm saying we did that poorly because if you're going to play defensively then why on earth do you keep giving the ball away we couldn't we couldn't hold go and replay that game once twice three times you're going to say get the same outcome America couldn't hold on to the ball whenever whenever Cruz Azul gave it back to us or whenever we won it we couldn't get one two nor three passes before giving a ball position and that created a more wave of attack from Cruz Azul which meant us having to scramble find and pick up the pieces and because of it we were in situations in which we got so lucky at times and so fortunate that Rodriguez wasn't able to put the ball in the back of the net and it's 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 that's what angers me the most is because I have to come out here and talk about it and say America was lucky because if it wasn't for their poor shooting abilities, we would be talking about a, a different game and we'd be wrapping up our season at this point. True. And, and that's what's the worst part about it. I don't care if you're going to play defensive, play defensive, but play defensively smart, right? 
If you're gonna soak up the pressure, soak it up. Don't give up space. Don't don't get kept. You know the the, the wing the fullbacks kept getting uh, beaten like easily, easily oh, balls yeah. over this is, balls this is over. Defensively, the worst, the worst we were, game I've seen Paulo Aguilar and Jorge Sanchez play in a very long time, and that was also a concerning part. So that's that's where I'm trying to get at is, I mean, America wanted to play defensively. Good, okay, that's fine. I'm with it. Just play it right. You know, don't 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 think that you okay. We survived the first 45 minutes. We're good. You know, we we definitely did this on our own merit. No, you did not. You you definitely walked out of there. Because of luck, that's it. Just, just, just luck. There's nothing more that I can explain. It's not that defensively you played well, and and it, and I have to look at not just the defense, but at the midfield as well. You know, I think it's just uh, everyone. If you're really gonna, really gonna say it like that, you know, the whole team just played terrible. Even our star players and Ibarra and Guido, they didn't have a good game either. No, they didn't. No, so it's it's just did. it's uh, the whole team thing. But I don't know that just. I, I know what I know what you're saying in, in the like in the lucky part. Well, in the first half, yeah, they had ten shots, but only one went on target though. Yeah, you can shoot all you you, you you can shoot all you want, you're right? But okay, but if you guys said ten shots and eight on target and none of them went in, that's lucky right there. That's very lucky actually. But if only you know one shot one shot on target, you know, that's it's not not that bad, honestly. No, I know, but that's just because Cruz Azul was so poor. That we were lucky yeah, that they, yeah, were, they poor. were poor. That's just what I'm trying to go at. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and that, that's their fault. That's not our fault. That that's that's what that's what I'm trying to say. But like, but then again, like you know, like I even said, like if if since we weren't playing defensively very good, and and they go on and like and like and they score within those first twenty minutes, or have like you said those those ten shots and end them on target, then it would be a different. It would be a different case. It would be, but it's yeah, not. But- no, it's just I don't know. It's just, but at the end well, of the day, we can we can agree that America got outplayed for a for in in a stretch of 180 minutes. I feel that Cruz Azul marginally, if you if you add up, you know, kind of the momentum bar and everything that had, I think marginally Cruz Azul was the better team. Can we agree? Mm-hmm. Can we agree to that? Yeah, well, yeah. 45. I'm not saying I'm not saying the I'm not saying because you know because they had a, a really good game on Sunday and then they you know they outplayed us throughout the whole leg. I'm just saying you add that up and you add up to what they did in the first leg. I think marginally they played better than us in comparison to what we did in the first leg and lacked to do in the second. Let's just say this thing. Yeah, you're probably right, but let's just say this. Arguably, I was seeing on Twitter after that second leg, people were saying Caruso probably had their best game of the season or whatever. They only beat us one nothing, And that was us playing really poor. They only beat us one nothing, But yet, we go in the first leg and we beat them 3-1. So like, you know, yeah, you can. I, I guess it's just about moments. You know, they they just didn't know how to take their moments and convert them. Um, I don't know. They I, didn't. That's what I'm saying. We, we got lucky that they didn't know how to take the opportunity. But I'm not. If if you put if you put Leon in that same situation and you give him those same opportunities, I promise Leon's you, gonna put it away. Yeah, Leon's gonna put it away. I just don't think we play Leon like that though. No, I I, I hope we don't. I hope we don't. But at this point, I don't know what I'm getting from this team to say yes or no. I, I inside in 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 my heart, I I want to believe that America is going to wake up and give us the best game, the whole season, in these both both legs. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if 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 I'm taking the fan out of me and and, and if I'm being 
you know, not biased on, on this situation. I have to look at the facts that America has presented this whole season. I have to look at the facts that Leon has presented this whole season. And if I'm putting these th two things together, I'm looking and I'm saying America is the underdog in this situation. Well, yeah, we are the underdog. Well, we're in a lower lower position on the league table. They just had a historic season. We're definitely done. Any, anything that goes up against them is an underdog, in my opinion. You know, so that that's not that's not something you know. No, I'm nothing new. I, or I'm just saying that right now, what America's presented to us, it's hard to argue against an America side that can definitely do better. And which we're gonna have to because right now we have to we're gonna preview this and and I'm gonna try to do a 180 on what I'm saying, but I just it's, feel it's, like it's, it's, it's difficult. It's just two completely different games, honestly. You know, you, you go in the first leg, and obviously you're not going to play defensively. You know, that's just not going to happen in the first leg. You know, you're going to out there trying to get a result to favor to put yourself in a better position for the second leg, and that's what we did. We got ourselves in a good position for the second leg. It's just the way we handled the second leg, in my opinion, for the, for the second half of the second leg was very poor. That's I think that's the, you know, the kind of uncertain uh, uncertainties and, you know, the, the questions arise from. Because we did our job in the first leg, yes or no? Yeah. We, yeah, we, not we got that. the win. We got the result. We put ourselves in a good position for the second leg, yes or no? Yep. Which, by the way, okay. I was the only one to predict that we, we'd walk away with two goals. My man, what's up? There we no, go. I did, didn't, didn't I say 2-1? Yeah, but I say we, we, yeah, I said we'd walk with a two-goal oh, margin. Two goal margin. Okay, my man, what's up? Pound it. Anyways, but that, that, that was that. That was done. Now, the second leg, you know... Whatever you know, take take it. You know, we obviously we have different opinions on how we played. I'm a, I'm in agreement with you guys over the second the second half. You know, yes, we were, we're disgusting. That was an abomination. That should have never that should have never occurred. But you know, for the first 45 minutes, like I keep saying, you know, I didn't think we really played that bad, in my opinion. And at least at least it shows you that this team is somewhat capable of defending under pressure, so to say. You were under pressure for 90 minutes. You only let up one goal. And a, a, and a heroic save from Marchesi in the 90th, uh, 93rd minute that would have caused a lot of memes for us, but thankfully didn't. I will say this, though, and 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 we'll, we'll wrap up the Crucible game with this. And we'll probably talk a little bit more about it, too. And, and, and you know what? No, I, I'll save it for the long game. I'll save it for the long game. We'll, 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 we'll leave it at that. We'll, we'll just say, say how it was. It was... A job well, not not a job well done, but a decent job to to close the first leg, and a terrible performance by America in the second leg. Luckily enough, though, things fall into place, and America walks through with uh with a ticket into the next round. And now we're here, and we got to play the one in the semifinal game. We play wrap up, just wrap up your, your 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 thoughts. Give me give me your just. Your your last thought in, in, in one sentence on, on the quarterfinal. Dylan? No, my last thoughts in the quarterfinal? Yeah. Just just your your th in general as a whole, just give me your thought. This is bad. This is very, very bad. Okay, my, okay. My my inner Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> Christian? The only thing that matters is the end result. You know, they're they're the ones going home. We're the ones going to the next round. That's all I have to say. All right. Okay. All righty. Well, then, that wraps it up. 
you guys let us know what you guys thought about that game or what you guys think about this America side. Send us a tweet, send us an email, send us an Instagram, whatever it is. Just let us know how you guys are feeling. How's the Americanismo after such a poor performance and such a poor way to close it out? And knowing that we have such a tough opponent like Leon coming up ahead, I think there's a lot of questions to be answered. And whether or not we're going to get them, that's up to the players and to Piojo also. So, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. I think, uh, I think yes, three words wrap up how the uh, how how America did its uh, cowboy dance disappointed and I think that that uh, that definitely wraps it up don't you think Dylan that does wrap it up that definitely definitely does all right we're gonna move on into the next segment of the match of the match excuse me of the podcast and it's uh Christian do we have trivia for these fine people or we or, or we do not no yes we do all righty we have trivia so gonna take a break from all this yelling at each other so we can uh we, we can get you guys a bit of trivia christian take it away tell these fine people what they are playing at and i believe you have something to tell them in regards to what they're playing for yes sir so um we'll start with the question um you know trivia number 25 of the season scoreboards will be out uh later well we'll do it tomorrow morning because i'm kind of tired so i won't get to it <laughs> uh, i probably won't get to it tonight and i don't want to make a mistake and you know blunder anyone's chances of winning the prize so we'll start with the question tonight's question is when was the last time america played away in a semi-final second leg uh that is the question and now I guess uh, everyone wait, wants wait, to can know. Can you repeat that question? Sure. When was the last time America played away in a semifinal second leg? When is the last time America played away in a semifinal? In a semifinal second leg. Ooh. So that is that is the question. Um, now the prize. I talked it over with these two fine gentlemen, and you know I think they were okay with whatever I had to say. Um, so we'll do this. We'll either go a uh, the winner. Uh, we'll get in talk. We'll get in contact with them via Twitter. Uh, a they can either receive the new jersey that will come out next season, and you know they'll they'll get that. Or B, you guys just put a prize you would like to win something reasonable. You know where, you know the the board has us on a budget, so we can't really you know go crazy. And buy you guys like all like all paid expense trips to a study sticker or something like that, but something reasonable that you guys can put in the chat, and then you know we'll probably pick the best uh, the best prize out of that. So, you guys, let me know what you guys want to do, and um, you guys can type in the chat here or text us through through Twitter. Doesn't matter, just let us know, and um, yeah, we'll 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 take it from there after that. All right, so like he said, open to suggestions. And uh, it looks like Chicken Little said tacos and horchata. So we, we, we can, can arrange that. We can arrange we, that. We can definitely make that work. We can definitely, especially Ivan. I think Ivan knows a thing or two about tacos and horchata. I know a thing about tacos. I'm not an horchata fan. Dylan, is that you then? Are you the horchata fan? I like horchata. Mm, there you go. <laughs> All righty then. Well, uh, well, there you guys have it. Answer the question and uh, let us know too. What do you guys think should be a good prize for you guys? Whether or not the jersey su su suits or, or or not, just let us know. And again, thank you again for playing, guys. This shit. this has been fun to see all you guys' answers. And uh, yeah, I mean, what more? What more could we could we want, Dylan? I know exactly. Which would, none of this would be possible though without any of you guys. Hundred percent. So then, thank you very, very much. Now, 
comes what everyone has been waiting for, what everyone has been talking about, the arguments and the heated discussions going on, making this semifinal game just that much more spicy. And I know we got a couple of people listening to this right now, anticipating, waiting. Some of you guys may even be Leon fans. I don't know. But if you have just tuned in, if you have just tuned in, we're about to talk America versus Leon. Gentlemen, I just want to hear you guys' thoughts as soon as the results were given and we you knew, as soon as you guys knew that America was going to be facing Leon, what were your guys' first uh, kind of thoughts or, or, or what did you guys think about? Uh, Christian, I'll throw it to you first and then Dylan, you, you can add on after that. Excited. Elaborate. I'm, I'm excited to, to play the, the number one team in the league. I'm excited to prove everyone wrong that you know this America team can't be a big campion because there's been a lot of, a lot of doubts after that second leg. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm just excited. Okay, Dylan, what was your your thought? Um, I thought I was thinking what a challenge this is going to be. Challenge in what way? In 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 the best of ways or not? Who knows at this point. <laughs> Um, I mean, I guess I'll give my, my, my two cents in, in regards to this. You have two cents. I, I do somewhere around here somewhere. Um, oh, dang. I was hoping that for some reason, uh, Nakaxa would make it through and we would end up playing Tigres only because I was hoping that for some reason we, Nakaxa would win against Leon and we were able to kind of end, end this kind of run at the Estadio Seca. Uh Unfortunately, that's that's not the case. Whether America makes it into the next round, um, there, there would still be no way that we finish this game uh, on home territory. So that's kind of a bummer. And then noticing that we have Leon, I will say this. I was worried because I didn't know what America was, or I still don't know what America is going to give. And that's the only thing I have. I, I, I'm not worried that Leon's going to come and outplay us. I'm not worried that Leon could be the better team. I'm just worried that America doesn't have what it takes inside of them. Because talent-wise, we know it's there. Just they haven't showed up. I just worried that America might just fail against all odds. And that's what worries me. It's not not unusual. I think you know everyone sees the America's second leg performance and automatically thinks that. Let's let's say we gave the same performance we not did in the that. first leg. Not just that. Not just that. So would you? Would you? Part two. So, mm-hmm. so first leg was somewhere. Yeah, I mean, even even if you go back, you know, mm-hmm. like you say, you know, Nick, um, um, that uh, we we went and got the result that we needed against the first against Cruz Azul. Okay, so did Leon. But then whenever they turn around and go to, they still take the game to Cholos. But except Cruz Azul takes the game to us. Right, but Cholos is Cholos and Cruz Azul is Azul. Yeah, but still at the same time, you know, how come Leon didn't sit back either? Why did we Why did we sit back? Why, did, why didn't we try to take the game to Cruz Azul? Because like, like so we that, said... That wasn't their game plan? I know, but still, but but still, like 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 you kind of agree to it too. You know that two nil margin goal lead that you know uh, not two nil that two goal margin lead. You know it could be deadly sometimes, and, and it it kind of proved to affect that it could have been deadly towards us. Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna get to the nitty gritty of this game in just a second, but we have to add a little bit more context to this game. We have a little add a little bit more spice 
to the fire. We got to feel it a little bit more. And then we'll get into the tactics and all that stuff. Because we need to talk about what's been going on within the past couple of hours down in Mexico City. Bringing you guys live update from what's going on. Let me open my uh, Yahoo Mail. Not Yahoo Mail, excuse me. Uh, my Yahoo News. I think that's where I saw the article. Um, so uh, in the past couple of four days, uh, Mexico City have been kind of uh, they've they've had some wildfires uh, surrounding the outside of the cities, and uh, because of that, we you've seen an excess of smog or smoke at this point, uh, and which has really been terrible for uh, for for the city in general uh, to the point where. They have, uh, they have, they have given us. Oh man, I'm trying to look right here. Uh, the air pollution. That's terrible. I don't even. I. Why am I not prepared for this? This is terrible. All right. Well, last week it was me. This week is you now. <laughs> no, and I had the article here. <laughs> look at Dylan. He's like, come on, man. Some amateurs I'm working with. <laughs> Actually, I had the article. Um. Let's just say it's not, it's not safe. It's not safe to be playing it's some football in Mexico City right now. Let's just right, leave look. it at that. Ivan, just get to the point. Just get to the point, <laughs> Ivan. Come on. You got the people. Like I said, last week it was me. This week is you now. All right, so basically the, these fires have, have made it so that it's just a cloud of smoke all over Mexico City, which uh, if any of you have ever experienced something like this, uh, it, it's, it's definitely not safe for your lungs, uh, and it, it definitely does make it hard for you to breathe. Uh, so uh, Mexico has been under um, kind of guess warning that uh, uh, you know they've they've actually have kind of a bit of a lockdown situation going on. Uh, they're they're advised to stay inside the the residence and everything. Uh, they're actually limiting how many cars can be on the road. And uh, with that said, too, I, I, you know they're 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 really really exceeding precaution right now down there. Um, I don't know how the situation is at hand as as we're speaking right now, but hopefully things have been gotten better. But because of this, uh, the Liga MX came into the Estadio Seca. They came, they did an assessment, and they said that this game was not going to be deemed ready to be played tomorrow uh, with everything going on in regards to Mexico City and the weather and the environment and all this smoke, um, which, by the way, some of the smoke could reach the U.S., uh, just kind of an FYI, just to kind of show you guys how serious the situation is. Because I, I feel like some people aren't really grasping the seriousness of this uh, because everything that's been going on on Twitter. Yeah, um, and and because of that, uh, the game has now been pushed to Thursday. And, uh, yeah. So what was originally going to be played Wednesday night is now moved on to Thursday night. And there has been so much so much madness going on because of this. And uh, so let's just let's talk about it. Let's break it down a little bit, and then we'll get into the game because I think this adds a little bit more context into how, how big this game is going to be, uh, not just only for Leon, but for America as well. So kind of the big thing that I'm hearing or, or, the, or the big thing that I've been reading so far when it comes to Twitter and some of the Leon fans and some of the, some of the people that are criticizing uh, America and the Liga for doing this is that, well, America gets an extra day to rest. And that's kind of the thing that they're saying, like, you know, America gets an extra day. That's not fair, yada, yada, yada. And the um, only thing I have in regards to that is, okay, but Leon has an even extra day to rest. So now it means you're coming even more rested than what you originally were going to come as, right? 
Correct. But they don't see it like that, though. They don't. They just see that, oh, America has an extra day to rest, when in theory, both teams are resting. Yes, a day more, but, I mean, in theory, you still have the upper hand in this. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that's a theory. That's just facts. Exactly. (laughs) But, you know, Leon fans (laughs) just want to do whatever they, you know, do you want to talk about this? They're just honestly dumb. Now, the second argument that they've been making is why wasn't the venue changed at this point? One, America had set their sights on uh, this game being played this Azteca and no other, other stadium as well. And to a degree, I can agree to why America wants this. It's their home stadium. It's home advantage. You want your, your fans there. You want your home stadium to play a part in this, right? I get that. Correct. Now, the also thing that it kind of baffles me, okay, you want to change venues and you want to change things right away. You're giving, what, about 24-hour notice to completely do a 180 on everything and switch everything around. I'm talking hotel reservations. I'm talking, uh, you know, and, and, and not just for, for America, but for Leon as well. They would have had to change their flight plans. They would have had to change uh, itineraries. They would have had to change, uh, you know, the, the the hotel bookings and everything like that. And then on top of that, you have uh, your the – the, the tickets that have already gone on sale that now need to be re- redistributed out to a different location. Fans have, you know, now you have the, the, the kind of stress that, okay, now you have to sell these tickets to the other, uh, to the other, uh, you know, to the other fans around that area. Then you have the TV people that all right now they have to go and make changes to them and they, they have to do a whole move to a whole different stadium, you know? And, and, and then you have, you know, the league that has to switch it all around and get officials and all this stuff going and, 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 and moving all of that. To a certain degree, I can understand that in 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 the time space of two, three days, right? Kind of like with the earthquake situation where uh, America, the Azteca wasn't deemed safe enough, but you had enough time, you had enough you had enough time in between that game to say, okay, we're going to move this game to the Estadio de Mesio Diaz, and that's what happened. Remember? Yeah. We, yeah. we were talking here on the podcast that that game was most likely going to be played in Veracruz or that uh, they were finding an alternative venue. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and and that was days in advance. That wasn't, okay, the day overnight. This would exactly. literally happen the next day. That's as 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 crazy as as, as maybe they're going to make this. I don't think they have that perfect you know way to make it happen just in a snap like that you know i think i think this would have had to at least taken at least at least two days for them to say okay we're gonna move it to a different stadium we're gonna get uh we're gonna push it out we're gonna do all this we're gonna do re-ticket sales itineraries for you guys all that stuff all of that settled down within at least two days you're making it day uh you know the the next you know you want to make it from from night to day it's not gonna work like i i don't i just don't see it happening so to the people saying that yes Move the move the game just to a different stadium. If this would have happened on Monday, maybe, maybe. But it happens today. It doesn't work for me. Just yeah. to go play on a Wednesday, it doesn't. And I, I, I don't not even it. that. Like, what if Leon was put in this, in this situation? You know, what if they were the ones that you know that were you know threatened to you know play a semifinal game away from their fans, away from their home venue? They wouldn't like it either. You know. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that they're, that they're pinning an uncontrollable situation on on the America institution. It just doesn't make sense at all. And uh, quite frankly, they sound kind of dumb doing that because they think that we can control the smog and you know, and you know the the hazardous condition it presents when playing a soccer match in smog. Like, 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 do they hear themselves sometimes? Like, I don't know. It was it was honestly kind of dumb to be honest. 
Yeah, so I, I saw a lot of people taking uh, a stab at uh, America and then, of course, bringing the whole, you know, well, I guess I guess when when Televisa owns you, you get to do whatever you want. And also, at that point, did we not go over this? Televisa has no more rights to America. They don't, we're not attached to them anymore. That's the, They're just the ones who provide us the, the, the broadcasting. That's it. Televisa doesn't pay bills anymore. Televisa doesn't do anything. It's Emilio Escarraga at that point. And Emilio Escarraga doesn't even have control of Televisa anymore. He gave that he gave that up. He, you know, someone else is running Televisa now. So, so it's like uh, it, it's it's you, we're not even in the same boat anymore. Are you running Televisa? Oh man, I wish. I wish. Can you imagine? Dude, what? <laughs> the little Televisa logo. Right before the podcast like, starts, yeah, right Televisa presents the Eagle Eye right podcast, podcast, boys. And like a theme song starts playing. Three friends from three different venues. Yeah, I don't know. We can make something happen. Yeah, yeah, let's scratch that. That's chalked. But <laughs> but yeah, the the arguments that Leon fans and just present, it's I don't know, it's it's stupid, honestly. Let's leave it at that. So I mean a, a lot of heated debates going on between both fan bases. Um which I think adds a little bit more to the uh, to the uh, ever-growing rivalry between America and Leon, of course. It's not a rivalry. Well, it is for this weekend. It, it, it definitely is because of everything surrounding and everything that, you know. It's going to be a good match. Let's leave it at that. Good enough, to hopefully, to merit both teams coming out with the best, uh, with everything, you know, that they could I, possibly do. I can't wait, honestly. This is going to be a great series. Definitely should be, definitely, definitely should be. All right, so let's 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 get to the nitty gritty of these uh, of this game now, and let's actually talk about the game rather than everything outside of the pitch. America comes into this game obviously not in the best form, definitely with a lot of questions to be asked, and whether or not we're going to get the best uh, out of America is well still yet to be determined. We won't get that answer until Thursday night once we see them go out and step onto that pitch. But here is the real question at hand, gentlemen. Can we see an America turn it around? I mean, granted, yes. I mean, Dylan, you said it yourself. Talent-wise, player-wise, we should be, on paper, the team with the more dominant players. Yet, my question is, mentally speaking and morale-wise, can you see these, this team completely do uh, a 180, turn it around, and actually look like a side that can contend for the B Campeonato and put – a good, strong game against Leon. It's, I mean, it's really hard to, for me at least, for me. Uh, as much as I want to see this team, because, like, I really do want to see this team turn around. I really want to see this team go out and really and really fight, because I know it's going to be a fight until every last single minute of the whole 180 minutes between both legs. But it's really hard for me to see this team, because, like you said, you know, this – is the is the mentality there, you know, because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, in the regular season, I know regular season is going to be different from the gear, but still we're going like what America side are we going to get? And that's that's my kind of question going into Thursday's game is what America side are we going to get? Okay. Christian? I can see, I think... America, I can see America take on Leon. No problem. Okay. okay. So now... Let's go where we always go. Let's go with our predicted lineup and let's talk about uh the team, the 
the the players that we expect to be on the pitch. And and people are asking whether or not Edson Alvarez will be fit to play. And I think he won't be, at least for the first leg, correct? First leg, he will not be available. So I think at that point, we can chuck Edson Alvarez out, and he definitely won't be making an appearance come Thursday, unless for some weird magical reason he does. Um, but you guys can definitely expect for Edson not to play on Thursday, maybe, possibly, come Sunday, hopefully, all fingers crossed. Especially, you know, Edson, maybe something to prove after signing a ex uh, contract extension, which will keep him at the club for uh, uh, 2022. And something we should definitely be talking about, but we'll most likely have to glance over just because we have so much to talk about in this preview uh, against Leon. So, I mean, kind of a good thing we have Edson on, on the longer contract, uh, but I, something I guess we'll have to talk about later on in another episode. Yeah, um, people are saying it's because, you know, so he won't leave on a free this summer and we'll get more money for him if we do we do uh, we do end up selling him in the summer. It's all speculation, honestly, but you know, it was yeah. nice to see it, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty, well, uh gentlemen, give me your predicted lineup. Uh Dylan, I'll go I'll throw it to you and then Christian, you can uh finish wrapping it off because I know you have yours already written down. Dylan, how do you see America planting themselves come Thursday against Leon? How do I see them? I all did think about this, and I still freeze up whenever you ask me. Um, I, obviously, I think I'm going to go Marchesina Net, uh, Aguilar, uh, Aguilera, Bruno, Sanchez. I think you still have Renato in there, Kido in there, obviously. I really, I really, really, really going to throw a curve in there. I'm going to say maybe Cordova gets a start. You have Ibarguen, you're going to have Nico and, and uh, Roger up top. Okay, interesting. Christian, how do you see America uh, fielding uh, against Leon on Thursday? I see Marchesin, Pablo Aguilar, Bruno Valdez, Imanuel Aguilera, Jorge Sanchez, the standard, obviously. Renato Ibarra, Guido Rodriguez. I want to see Cordova too. I don't think he'll do it, so I'll put Mateo Soribe in there. Andres Ibarguen up top will have Nico Castillo and Oribe Peralta. Interesting. So you're leaving the man who scored two goals against Cruz Azul out. I don't want to, but it's going to happen. Interesting. Okay. Now, here is the question, and, and this is actually um, a question that was specifically asked for me to bring up in the podcast by um, by our one of our listeners. It's uh, all used to be known as Little Hattrick. Now it goes by uh, UEFA oh. Champions League, Ronaldo Activated. Uh, you guys can follow my Twitter at Mexican Soccer Nine. The whole Nico Castillo thing. Do we? Does he still merit a start after the poor performances he's been giving us week in and week out? He doesn't merit it, but he's still gonna get it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't think, I think, wouldn't I think a Henry that... Martin be a better situation at this hand? I think there's <laughs> too much. I think there's too much money on the table. Nico to get benched really at this point still. Yeah. Would Henry Martin be a better fit? Uh, I mean, you kind of get the same thing, honestly. Really? Because I think Henry's giving us just a bit more than Nico. I mean, I see Nico Castillo, and sometimes I see him run and press, and other times I don't really get what he's trying to do. He can't control a ball in certain situations. I mean, you saw him struggle 
yeah, yeah. both mm-hmm. legs. Couldn't couldn't do what I've asked, you know, countless of strikers that have come to America to do. It's hold, receive the ball, control it, hold it, let your midfielders or your partner play off of you. Something that I, I really feel Nico should know how to do, but still hasn't been able to execute that. Henry at points would definitely give you that. You know, I'm not saying perfectly, but there's times where he did. And I don't know. Yeah. I I feel like I want to see a Henry put in a situation in which he has a chance to, you know, outshine Nico. Who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe it comes to fruition. Maybe it doesn't. But it's something that some people are definitely questioning as to whether or not has Henry done more for America than Nico has this season. I mean, they've both been very underperforming, in my opinion. Um, the thing with Nico Castillo is, and I saw Miguel Herrera say it in his press conference after the game, and I saw a whole bunch of analysts say it too. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking, and I kind of rewatched a couple of games during the season, uh, and you know, the they were all saying that you know Nico's making the runs. Nico, Nico kind of wants to present himself, and it's just showing himself. It's just the ball's not getting to him. And, you know, we we don't really have a player like that to just solely focus on getting on, you know, finding Nico Castillo. We have Andres Ibarguen, who barely gets the ball to begin with, so we'll scratch him. Uh, Mateo Suribe, underperforming, all, we don't even talk about him, we'll chalk him out. Guido Rodriguez, that's not his job, so scratch him. Renato Ibarra, yeah, he can dribble, makes a few passes here and there, but he can't cross, so scratch him. Uh, Roger Martinez, he tries to. But I, that's where, and that's why I take him out and put Oribe Peralta in because Oribe Peralta knows he's kind of more of like that, that guy that you want to hold the ball and kind of distribute a little bit more. He can do that. Oribe Peralta can not maybe not to a, a whole you know a great extent, but he can still do it though. And maybe that's the kind of player Nico needs beside him or behind him to get you know more out of him. I just feel like Christian's adding the same excuses for Henry now. Right, but when Henry gets a chance, he misses them. Okay, but so Nico has Nico. Either. So has I Nico. mean, does Nico even get chances? Yes. I mean, uh, he's, yeah. he's missed sitters. <laughs> Dude, I, I've I've even seen Henry make no, I've even I've even had seen Henry make runs. Nothing gets passed to him either sometimes. Right, but you know, but but Nico doesn't get, barely get anything passed to him either. He was a ghost his second the second game. In the second line. So what I'm really hearing is why why aren't our forwards adapting to the game to the game plan that the team has instead of trying to play the lone striker role and not try to rather adapt to the team and play off their strengths rather than the team try to play off theirs. Yeah, I mean, I guess. That's I mean, I'm not I'm not here to pick a side. I'm I'm just I mean, bringing something up that I think is valid for us to discuss coming into such an important game, which we need strikers to finish their opportunities. Right. You get chances against Leon, you need to put them away because if you don't, yeah. they will come back to haunt you. It's yeah, as simple yeah. as that. 100%. So, if Nico's the option, then let's then Nico better prove himself. If we put Henry there, then I want Henry to come in and prove himself. There's two, you know, there's there's two points and and there's two valid reasons to both spectrums in 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 this argument, but. Honestly, I just want to say this before anyone starts, you know, killing me. I don't think they're both the same. They're both equally lazy. They both can't control the ball. Yes, they make runs. I think Nico makes better runs, but, you know, they both can't finish either. So, you know, you're kind of getting the same thing, honestly. I just think with Nico, you probably have a better chance of getting a goal than um, than Henry, in my opinion. That's just my opinion, we'll though. See. We'll see. We'll see. 
all right, but all right, I just wanted to bring that up. We, we talked about it, discussed it, and I think there's still yet room for more of this discussion, but we have to wait and see what this game brings to us. But okay, so let's say, and 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 I just want you to clarify what do you think? Why do you think Oribe Peralta plays this game? Uh, I just think, well, let's let's put it this way. Uh, was it in the first game? I won't say the first game. Yeah, we'll go with the first game. We'll go with the first game. Um, I think just when Peralta comes on, you know, um, this this team just looks a little bit different, in my opinion. the The team, um, the team looks more. The team looks more. I don't know, more alive. It's you know, you see him running around and you know, kind of trying to create something or put an extra lifeline in this team, and that's just something I don't think anyone else can do. I don't know. I just feel like Peralta just provides that something like that extra, you know, like oomph, like that, you know, that kind of like that second life in the game. And, you know, we need that. And plus on the other side, when I said, you know, I think Nico needs a player like Peralta to kind of just focus solely on him and just, you know, finding him, that that's probably going to be his game plan. And, you know, and also Peralta's a leader too. He's been in this situation before, you know, we kind of need a leader type player in there uh, at all times. I just think Peralta is a better fit than Roger Martinez, in the, in my opinion, especially when the when situations get tough. I agree with everything you said, but because uh, of that, I but since the fact that you know everything you said actually is true, I think that gives merit more for Oriva to be a super sub. Probably, but you no, know, and I think you said yeah. it perfectly in 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 which you said Oriva Peralta is kind of like the second lifeline to this America side. You bring him into this game in the second half. He gives you that second lifeline, and he kind of up brings you and 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 makes you play you know a different way, a little bit better. Gives you a bit more momentum going forward. Right. I think America can capitalize that in the second half, mm-hmm. and that's why I think I see Roger starting. Right. The only thing the problem with that I see is that you know. Oh, what game was it? Was it the Veracruz game when he just came on and assisted Nico right away? That was the game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The only problem with that I see is that, yeah, Peralta, Ori Peralta comes in all, you know, like this and that, running, running. But, you know, you have, you know, tired players on your wings. You have a incompetent striker in front of you. So, you know, it's kind of hard for you to get, you know, the most out of Peralta. But put him in a starting position, maybe you can get a little bit more out of him. You're still going to get the same heart and soul Ori Peralta running down you know, going back all the way 90, 90, 90 yards and coming back 90 yards. I'm exaggerating, but you know what I mean. You know, you're still going to get that player, maybe not for, you know, 90 minutes, but you're going to get it for, you know, 60 minutes. And maybe that's when you bring on a Henry Martin or, you know, Roger Martinez kind of just to close this game out. Okay, interesting. So how do you guys want to go about it? Do we do we start Oliva or do we leave him on the bench? Dylan? I say we start him. Okay, so we start them. So let's go off our, our – let's assess the game now, knowing that we have our starting 11. So we have Cordoba on the bench, and we have Uribe playing, because I think we can all agree to that, that, you know, he's going to start, and then we're going to have Uribe Peralta up top with Roger Martinez. So now, how does America approach this game, and how does America go out and try to give us the best performance possible while also making sure that Leon isn't capable of playing their game? What is the, what is the one legs. thing – well, no, I don't. I don't want to get to that point. That's that's more of the second leg. Um, I think I'll answer my own question here, and 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 I I want to see America possess the ball from the get go. I don't I don't necessarily need them to take the game to Leon. I just need them to get a feel of the ball. 
I need them to move the ball around. I need them to get an understanding of what they're playing, get a rhythm going. And then if you gradually need to get there and and, and, and gradually, you know, upscale in the attack, I'm okay with that. Just have more of the ball possession, have more confidence when it comes to passing, especially when you're in that final third. I need more precise passing and I need, I need better uh I, I just need better decision making from some of our forwards or, or or some more of our attacking players that's what i need from that america side i think that's what america needs to do in order to take this game to Leon. they need to have most of the ball they need to have most of the rhythm going their way and they need to make sure that they throw leon's game off balance by making sure that they don't hold the ball that they don't take the game to them they move it around they let leon chase it and if leon's gonna sit back deep then okay that's fine Work your way around that, force the spaces to, to open, make smart runs, and take your opportunities when you get them. Because let me tell you, I, I can see these this game going of two ways on Thursday. It can be a complete, a complete snooze fest in which you don't get that much opportunities and the few one, two, three chances that you get, you need to put in the back of the net. Or for some reason, it could be an open goal fest. And if that's the case, then I still need you to be precise and I still need you to outscore the other team. I think you make really good points. I think I agree with all of it. Just you know, um, I think we need to have a better start when it comes to opening the game. The first half, we need to have a better start. We had terrible starts in both both legs against Cruz Azul, and we need to have a better start in the second half because uh, once again we had terrible starts against Cruz Azul and the start of the second legs. I think we just need to you know set ourselves in the game, like you just said, know what we're playing, know who we're up against and play our game. Leon thrives off possession. And if we can limit that, even by the, like, just a, the tiny bit of it, no, they're, they they're, they aren't as dangerous as everyone per, uh, perceives them to be. Without the ball, they're nothing. Let's just let's be honest. No team is nothing without the ball. But they just thrive out of possession so much that you know if they don't have the ball for as long as they don't want, like as long as they need the ball, they're not going to be as dangerous. And that's where we need to implement our game plan. And you know then we can take it to them once we're, you know, in the game, we're settled in. Uh, you know, we're kind of you know flowing a little bit. That's when you know we kind of uh, can start to get things going. Now, the that sounds perfect, and and on paper it sounds exactly what America needs to do. And you think, okay, that doesn't sound like that's the hardest thing to do, right? It doesn't sound so out of this world. It, it, I'm not asking for some crazy run tactics. I'm not asking for you know for for you to run in, for you to pull a marker, and for this guy to do an overlapping run, and for this guy to switch it. I'm not asking for all of that complex. I'm just asking for simple ball movement. The only thing that worries me, the only thing why I see America struggling with this is that they get so nervous sometimes when they have the ball. It's that they want to release it so quickly. And, and when they do so, they do it very imprecise. You give some very poor passing. And and I just need them to have a cool, calm, collected head when it comes to the passing. That's what I need. And, and, and that's what we haven't been getting. We've seen in America rush passing. We've seen America try to force the ball down the middle when Ooh. when when there's no spaces. I I I just I don't I don't see it. You're 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 saying we're so anxious. We need a player to slow the game down and be smart with the passing. I wish we had a player who slows the games down, intelligent with the ball, and you know know how to control the pace of a game. I really wish we had a player like that, but sadly we don't, unfortunately. So we can't even get into that. No, because Cotomo Blanco is retired. We don't have that at this point. But you, you look, know what I mean, look, though. Look, look. 
all, all aspects aside, you know, the points you made too, this is going to be a mentality game. It really is. Because the the points y'all make, you know, with Christian about the position with Leon, and then Ivan, you bring up you bring, you bring up you know Medica having to play their position game, you know, be smart with the ball, and you know, don't be so nervous and anxious with the ball. It's gonna have to come down to that mentality. You can't you can't let nothing get you down, no matter what in this game either. And it's gonna come it's gonna come down, and somebody somebody really really has to step up and be a leader on this team because you you haven't really seen it, and this game's gonna be so crucial for somebody to really step up. That's why that's the one reason player. why I had Peralta starting too. Okay, yeah. but you you know what? The one player that, that needs to step up, and if I pro I, I guarantee you, I, I put everything I own on this statement. If this player steps up into the match, I promise you America walks away with a very good goal goal margin. Navarrete? And that's Mateo Suribe. Oh, I was wrong. If Mateo <laughs> Yeah, Navarrete will step up out of out of the shadow somewhere and say, "Come yeah. on." Uh, but, but if if, if Mateo Suribes can come out of whatever dark hole he's from and 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 just play a consistently good game, dominate the midfield, and this is something I'm going to talk to you about right now, Dylan, because this is something that you've mentioned throughout the whole podcast is the midfield battle is such such an important aspect of the game. If Mateo Suribes can come out and play to an extent where he can dominate the midfield, can distribute the passing, can create chances, and can get himself in positions in which he can, you know, distribute good balls and also take a good opportunity of shots. I promise you that Leon has no way to counter him. No way to counter a type of player like Mateo Suribe, the type of player that we know he can be. If he can come out and step into this game, step into the light, and prove all of us wrong, all of our all of his naysayers throughout these whole past two seasons, if he can come out and completely dominate, then I can definitely, definitely see America easily walking away with a very, very good goal goal cushion. And if that's the case, then you know I I will completely have a Mateo Soriba poster, you know, right there on the ceiling of my of of of, of where I sleep. I feel like that, that's been the whole thing this whole season, though. You know, how, how many times have we said Mateos Oribe is our player to watch? If we, we we get the old Mateos, we'll have a good game. How many times have we said it this season, though? Like, let's be honest. A bunch. We said it a lot of times. I, I'm pretty much – I'll go back. We probably said it more than 10 times, to be honest. Now, the fact that we've been saying it more than 10 times and we're still saying it now – you know, it's very unlikely that we're going to get a Mateo Suriba that's going to spring into action and be the game changer. It's very, very unlikely. Now, while I do agree with you that, um, while I do agree with you that, um, that if Mateo Suriba springs into action and, you know, we could, yeah, we could potentially walk away with a good, you know, two, three goal margin heading into, into Leon. Um, that would be amazing for us. But, you know, at this point, do, do you really have that much faith in Mateo Suriba to show up in this game? No, I, I want mean, to. That's... I want him to. I want him to. That's yeah, it. I, mean, I just. You, I said. I want, want him to. Yeah, you want him. Never to. said he will. You I never said he will. To. No, you're right. You never said you will. You want him to, but we want him to do that since you know Hornada too. So, but if 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 he was to show up for any game, this would be the right moment. You know, oh, it's like I, I I need him. I America needs him. I mean, you know, because I, I, because because I mean, yeah. I mean, we we've we've said before that Yido does the does the uh, positioning of two. You know, uh, center defensive mids, Ooh, but you know, but but to, but yeah, exactly. And at Christian, I think you kind of know where I'm going with this, but but who do we pinpoint in this midfield against Leon? 
I mean, like in all honesty, like like who who do who do we need to like really like take the mark and watch as this midfield goes on? Okay, look, going to that midfield discussion. This is why I said I was going back to you, and, and you're you're bringing it up. How how dominant can Leon be in the midfield? I Very mean, so. I mean, I mean, you, I mean you, you look at it: Manessis, Mena, Campbell, um, uh, Montes. I'm probably forgetting somebody else, but I mean, it, it's and, and, it's and just alone, their midfield, their midfield is 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 very well. It's very well. I'm not saying it's the best midfield out there in the league. I'm just saying it's it's very well and and compelled to say that you know that that they have that little extra edge on them because of how well their season has been going. Yet, if America with Guido and Mateo Soribe can disrupt that midfield and can 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 get a hold of it, then I don't see Leon getting past us. And I don't see Leon finding a way around it. So I think I think some of their best football is 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 played through those midfielders. And if you can isolate, you know, mo- most of what they're doing, then 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 you completely nullify what Leon is is, is capable of, of you know, whether or not they can get uh, Ruben Sambuesa with the ball or or out wide to Campbell or or to whoever. It it it, 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 it disrupts their play a lot if they can't orchestrate anything coming out of those midfielders. Right. Right, and that's what I and and if Guido if Guido can do the, the job of two men, then he can easily hold down the defensive part with a Mateo Soribo Oribe coming in and helping from time to time and, and taking. Oh, that's the problem. The attacking midfield yeah, role to it. And, and and you still you still have Novato coming down from the from the right back side too. No, I understand. Just, I'm not just, saying that. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's let's take away from that. That's the problem, though. That you can't. Consistently put Guido in that situation, though we yeah. saw it. In the, we saw it in the second leg against Cruz Azul. Mateo City was so non-existent that he even made Guido Rodriguez play bad. That's that's worrisome. You, how do you have a player <laughs> affecting so much that you're gonna play bad? Like that's very worrisome, you know. And we often said, well, I don't know if we said it, but I've heard it somewhere that Mateo City played his best ball next to Guido Rodriguez, and it's so astonishing and and baffling that you know Mateo City can't even. You know, just return to that form. It's uh, it's 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 worrisome. And you know, Leon plays a stacked midfield. I think they transitioned from a four-two-three-one to a four-five-one. And you know, and if you're gonna have that that midfield overwhelm you, it's basically Guido against three. And you know, it's he's gonna have a very very tough time. And this is where you're really missing Edson Alvarez because with Guido and Edson, you probably we probably won't be talking about this. I think we single with those two. I don't think any team in this league can pass us. But that's not the situation we have. That's why I said. That's why I mentioned the one player to if, if they can have a, a superb game, step yeah. up. And if it's, it's Matos Uribe, then then any then I can see America up? walk. Huh? Any chance Cordova starts? No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. I was just no. throwing out there curveball out there. No, but even I don't think Cordova brings gives you what Mate, what an informed Matos Uribe can give you. And and you're better than what Adolfo Mateo gets you. Not for real. <laughs> but you're banking on the fact that he needs to step up in the situation. I think it's something that Piojo needs to talk to him about and say, hey, I want you. I need has. you. I, I think he need, needs to drill it in this more than he has already. And then uh, uh, I don't know how much you can drill uh, before you yeah, go another, another hole through the side of his head or something. I know. It's, I mean, uh, if, if, if you've done it this much and nothing's worked, then. 
I, I don't even know what I'm going to do. I, I think, you know, just go up to him and be like, look. No, you know what? Free Gatitos for life if you can make it happen. And Cowboy Dan is going to go down there and just give him on a, get him on a damn bull. Just ride that bull. <laughs> just ride the bull? <laughs> I also want to see Arenato Ibarra consistent, honestly. You know, we well, had a big... He he, he, he had, had a very a good game. second half, a second game because he was being consistently marked by two right. people. Right, but he had a good game first game though. He because he he because he kept leaving Aldet in the dust, and then Caixinha <laughs> was was smart enough to realize that, and he said, "Okay, we're gonna put two players on him," and that's why you isolate uh, his game. You know, it's not his fault. No, I know it's not his fault, but he played good in the first game though. I just don't think Leon is, you know, they probably are smart enough to double team him, but I don't think they will, in my opinion. I think they trust their their uh their left back to to handle him. So I think that's where Rantevara needs to be smart and expose him because you know Rantevara Rantevara can get past anyone in this league. So if that if that's the case, then that's uh that's gonna be a huge advantage for us when going into the attack. So okay, so we talked about what America needs to do. We talked a little bit about uh Leon. Maybe should uh, should we be looking out for something specifically or or and Leon? Yeah, Angel Mena. You limit Angel Mena. Yeah. That's pre- that's pretty much their whole team, honestly. Yeah, not really. their whole team, but that's a very very good that's part a of good the team. Chunk. That's, that's a very chunk. good chunk. That's like taking away you know Guido from us, honestly. So so you limit Angel Mena's uh, you limit Angel Mena ball, mm-hmm. uh, ball time, and then you're looking at someone like JJ Macias. Yeah, who could be explosive? He's explosive, yes, but I think our center back can, can handle him. I think Bruno Valdez can handle him. I think you knock him down a couple of times here and there, and maybe throws him off his game rhythm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So somebody, somebody, correct me if I'm wrong, but he won't be there for the second leg. Yes, he, he won't, won't and that's won't. that's that's why a lot of people were up in arms about this game being pushed back as well. And my only my my only my only question and and, and the only criticism I had to that was one why. Then why did Leon give him permission to go so early? Two, if you were so confident that you're going to get past America, he is not going to be there for the final then. So how is that such a big deal then? Yeah, because it starts going next Friday for them. Yeah. So that's that's, that's that was my question. It's like, okay, so if, if you're so confident in that you're going to get past America, that you're going to beat us, then what's the matter if JJ Macias is there for Sunday's match and not there for the finals? Is 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 that completely different or or, yeah. or what is it? Exactly. And that was my only question to that. But yeah. that is just that. So, okay. So that's Thursday's game. Give me your guys' prediction for how you guys see in America come out on uh, on Thursday. You want score prediction? Scoreboard. Yeah. Three one. Three one America. Two one, two one America. Okay. Two one. That's all I'm saying. You can't two do one. like the last time you did that. We lost. <laughs> Can you please pick a team. America. Okay. I'm going to nil America. That's that's perfect. That's gonna be a good scoreline. I think America needs to keep a clean sheet at all costs, and they need to score goals. And like I said, whether this game comes down to being open. Open and and ended on 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 both sides. I still need a clean sheet and I still need those two goals. Or if it comes down to being a snooze snooze fest, those those two chances you get all game, they, they better go into the back of the net. Mm-hmm. It's as simple yeah. as that. Simple as that. All right. So going 
and, and we talked about this last podcast, going into the second leg, it's so difficult for us to even preview it because we don't even know what happens on Thursday's game. But we will kind of give the general broad kind of depiction of what this game needs to be for America. It's an away game. Our waveform has not been that great. So what, what does America need to do in the second half, this, this second leg, regardless of what the result is in, in, in the Azteca come Thursday? What does America need to do in order to ensure themselves that they can get, grab themselves a ticket into the, next, uh, into the final of the Clausura going into the camp now? Oof, that's that's just a very hard question to ask because it kind of does depend on Thursday's scoreline. You wouldn't agree? No, I and and, and that's no. why I said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that too? <laughs> yeah. I mean. No. Yeah. I just I just think really the the same the same the same way we kind of we kind of uh, put those main points uh, for the first like. Really, too. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think, think it's, it's. I, I think they need to find. Just rinse and repeat, honestly. They need, yeah, they, and I, I think it's kind of the same thing I was said. They just need to find that fine line between being conservative and, I guess, an aggressive to the to the sense. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have a good game in the Azteca and you want to follow it up, just kind of like you said, Christian, rinse and repeat. If you're gonna play defensively, do it smart and do it better this time. And and if you find yourself in 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 a favorable position in which you have the advantage, then be smart enough to know how to capitalize on it. Be smart enough to know how to let the other team chase the game, but at the same time being able to clinically, you know, uh, put this game to bed when you need to, you know, be smart about how you're moving the ball around. And like I said, this game literally comes down to the fine, fine, fine line of everything. It is play the simple game, play the smart, the, the smart way, make smart passes, make, make smart choices, do good runs, and acknowledge your your uh, your teammates, and you can come out on top. And I could see America winning both games if they do the most simplest of things, and that is just get the ball moving correctly. Don't overthink. Don't overstress. And just play the simple ball. Mm-hmm. So simple as that. I yeah. can see America walking out with both a victory. You know, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not. I'm not writing low enough for no reason. But they are the league leaders for some reason. Now I did mention Leon comes into this game, obviously playing better than any other team right now in the league. Obviously with the most momentum. Obviously with uh you know a, a tremendous uh, regular season behind them. And I said at the beginning of this podcast that that could easily as well be their Achilles heel because, like Dylan mentioned, this is a game in which mentality and 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 what your mindset is going to basically run down to if America can somehow play against their own kind of hubris in, in in how they, you know, take this match, then you can easily see America walk away with a very, very good uh, opportunity at, at knocking them out. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's, there's a point in which you have, you know, confidence and there's an, at, at some state, there's, there's, there's a, there's the fine line in which you can get an ex- an, an excess of confidence. And and if Leon, for some reason, showcases that anytime within Thursday or Sunday, America needs to know and capitalize it and jump on it and play to that advantage and, and, and play to their overconfidence if, if that's the case. I'm not saying that's exactly what Leon might do or, or Leon may even showcase that, but that is also a way to get at them is, is, is you know, if, if they have this pride to them and, and, and granted they should, if they have this confidence to themselves, then find a way to play off of that, capitalize on it and, and get them to start doubting themselves 
you know? Yeah, no, definitely. I think you I think you're said every momentum based team and you know maybe when things start don't go in their way like in that Chivas game when they played against Chivas, you know, they all, all of a sudden, you know, things weren't going their way. They're they're down on the scoreline. They they kind of don't know how to react. Granted, it could have been a different situation, no pressure. Yes, I understand, but even now when the stage is bigger and you're playing against America, in the semifinal match, you know, though they it can get to you. You know, don't don't think that you know just because you're you're this historic team and you know everything's riding for you that you're not gonna you know mess up here and there or you know your mental your mental game might be somewhere else because it can be somewhere else. You know, and like you said, America needs to be smart and realize and react when they notice when Leon's slipping up because you know this team doesn't slip up often, but when they do, that's when you capitalize on and that's how you beat them. Definitely, definitely. All righty then, gentlemen, give me your prediction because I, I believe the game on Sunday is going to be a lot tougher. Leon's going to have home advantage. Leon's going to have a good opportunity to go out at America. Um, I expect an even tougher match at the camp. No, I expect the Leon side to take the game more to America, but if America could be smart enough on how to maneuver these situations, then they could definitely come out with a good result. So, all right. Gentlemen, give me your predicted score line for Sunday. I know that's even more difficult than, than Tuesday. So, Dylan, uh, give me your prediction for uh, for Sunday. Um, 1-1. One, 1-1, one. One, one, all right. Christian? 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. That's that, – goddamn, that's a very uh, – that, that's a game that definitely puts me in a heart attack. Um, yeah, and the Gurdas Hill game, didn't you? <laughs> didn't, didn't do that to you? Yeah, and I wasn't expecting that. Oh, uh, the of a game. I'm going one 0 America wins. See, I would have done that too, but I don't. I don't think we we shut out Leon in their own home stadium, honestly. Like that, and that's just honestly, honestly speaking, we I don't think we could shut them out in their own home. And our home, I can I can see it happening, but in their home, yeah, I don't know. That's just a tougher task to ask. But I still like it though. One nothing when we we're, we're on to the final if all our predictions come true. Definitely, definitely. Well, let us know what you guys think uh, in the chat and on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you guys want to let us know. Let us know what your guys' prediction is. If you guys are listening on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Spotify, make sure you guys hit us up on Twitter. Follow us at Eagle Eye Podcast. I believe, I believe we are, uh, how far are we along? Can you second? Nine. I know this. I know this. We no, are 800. And 90 followers on Twitter. We are 10 away from 900. So if you guys can get the word out, that'd be amazing for us to reach 900 followers within this weekend. Pretty awesome, though. Amazing. And we, we all owe it to you guys. So let's uh, let's hope for the best. Let's hope for the best. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have kept you guys here for long enough. It is one of our longest episodes, but definitely one of our best ones, I would say. A lot of heated discussions, a lot of heated arguments, but I think a lot of good things said on this podcast as well. So thank you to, to everyone who uh, who came out to listen to us, to everyone that interacted with us in the chat. Thank you to every single one of you guys who have listened right now through Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. I know it's been one heck of a long episode. So hopefully you guys were doing, uh, I don't know, something that took over an hour and a half to do. Hopefully it was a drive back to work or something. I, I don't know. But thank you guys to all of you for coming out, supporting, and hopefully uh, we, we'll, uh, we'll be talking about uh, an America game that filled all expectations come next week. But with that said, gentlemen, again, thank you so much for coming out and being wonderful co-hosts. 
You're welcome, Ivan. I just hope I get paid today. I had to get paid last week. We're like the Vera, we're like Veracruz. They haven't paid us for for like a month's salary now. I haven't paid since I first started. So that's um. We'll talk about that after the show. But you know me, Ivan. Favorite time of the oh, week. Favorite time of the week. All right. Thank you to every single one of you guys. You guys make Tuesdays just that much more special for us. We'll uh we'll be we'll be covering the game live for you guys come Thursday and Sunday. So make sure you guys stay tuned to our Twitter handle. We'll have everything covered for you guys there. And uh, hopefully we have a lot, a lot of great things to discuss. So with that said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Have yourselves a wonderful evening. Let's hope for America to come out. Guns are blazing and, you know, punch their ticket into the semi, into the final into the of final. the Class 2019 mm-hmm. after, uh, after such, such a long, long season ahead. I know I said we we're going to talk Mexico preliminary Gold Cup uh, roster. Unfortunately, the time does not allow for that. We will talk about that later. We will have a Gold Cup edition of the Eagle Eye Podcast. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for a lot more stuff that we're going to be discussing. Again, thank you so much. I've wrapped up this long enough. And without uh, further ado, have yourselves a wonderful night. See you guys on Thursday. See you guys Sunday and back again on Tuesday. Until next time, take care. And as always, Arriba la América.